Welcome to Postcards from Wayne State, a look at the fascinating and important things Wayne State College students, faculty, staff, and administration are doing. Here's your host, Mass Communication Professor Dr. Michael Merrick. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Each week we talk with interesting people doing interesting things here at Wayne State College. At the end of the podcast, we'll tell you how to get future episodes from social media and our podcast website. Wayne State head football coach Dan McLaughlin announced his retirement at the end of last semester. The next day, he was a guest on the 91.9 The Cat sports talk show, Cat Talk. Today, we present an encore of that broadcast. Coach McLaughlin talks about his 15 years as head coach, his reasons for retiring now, and the most recent WSC football season. Here is uh, one of the two hosts, Austin Svela. Welcome to Cat Talk. Thank you. Here with Blake Hilkmeyer. I am Austin Savela, and today we are joined again by special guest Dan McLaughlin. Yesterday, Coach McLaughlin announced his retirement as the head football coach at Wayne State after a 15-year tenure. Coach, first and foremost, we just wanted to say congratulations. I'm sure I speak for Blake. Uh, congratulations to you on your uh, retirement, and Thanks for the last, you know, 15 years of your work here at Wayne State and what you've done for the community. And we just kind of wanted to ask you what went into that decision and kind of what the the ride has been like for you at Wayne State. Well, first and foremost, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, It's been a a tremendous 15 years. I've enjoyed it. Um, uh, Great school, uh, great community. Um, Honored to uh, represent both. Um, It's been... uh, it's been, I've been truly blessed. Um, the you know the decision was a long one, and uh, it, it wasn't uh, came upon abruptly at all. Um, it, it never even entered my mind. About a year ago, actually, uh, people started to ask, you know, how long, how much longer are you going to go, and uh, you know, have you thought about retirement? And and actually, no, I hadn't. And uh, just that word kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies I'm, I'm i'm 64 years old but but inside i'm 18 and I, and I still feel and act that way and and to my uh regret sometimes but uh um it just never had had entered my mind but then it, it started to when when people started to ask me quite frankly and so you start looking at uh you know financials and and down the road and um you know, how, how does that affect your family, and, uh, you know, what are you going to do, and, uh, you know, just, just those little thoughts uh, going into your mind, but nothing specific at all. Um, but then uh, we, we started this last season, and and <clears throat> everything was fairly normal, um, but it really hit me, um, and I think I said this in a statement, but uh, we, we made a trip a month ago up to Bismarck to play Mary, and it was a 10-hour bus ride up, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a big guy, I can't sleep on a bus. And so it's just uh, it's it's just not comfortable and sitting a bus for ten hours. Uh, we played at at, at Mary uh, at Bismarck in in a, a a storm. It was about twenty degrees. There was wind out of the north, uh, gusting forty miles an hour. Wind was uh, snow was blowing sideways, and uh, I was just standing there on the sideline, uh, feeling sorry for myself and thinking how miserable I was. Uh, we won the game, but at the end of the game, I, I didn't feel any sense of satisfaction or any sense of accomplishment or any sense of pride or any sense of happiness for my kids. I just wanted out of there. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it was another 10-hour bus ride home. Uh, we got home, I think, about 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I walked in, uh, woke my wife up, and I said, I'm not ever doing that again. 
I'll never sit in a bus to North Dakota ever again as long as I live unless I'm in a box and don't have any choice. So uh, um, that's where I really started to think seriously about about that I didn't want to do that anymore. And so it was a little bit at a time, and, and um, I didn't really make my decision, uh, honestly, until this last weekend. And I just decided that it was time. And I got to looking at it from the other side as well. You know, it's a good time for Wayne State College. It's uh, um, We're launching our scholarship campaign, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, we're, we're finally going to have uh, scholarship money that's equal to the so-called big dogs in the conference, which we've never had. And that's an exciting thing. Um, you know, new facilities. Um, it's just an exciting time for Wayne State. And I think... Uh, you know, bringing a, a new, younger guy in with a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of spark uh, can push our kids over the top. Uh, you, you saw us play. You know we were so close in so many games. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids compete hard. They fight hard. We just couldn't get over that, get out of that rut, you know. And, and so a new voice, I think, will help. And so I'm excited for that. Um, I, I was not pressured in any way. Uh, there's no hard feelings. I love the place. I'll do anything I can uh, to help Wayne State. I'll always be a huge supporter. Looking forward to a bright future for the Wildcats. So, Coach, uh, you know, obviously, I'm sure the last day or two has been, you know, kind of crazy for you, especially since your announcement. Um, how did the players kind of respond when you told them the news? Very, very good. I was, I was uh, honestly surprised. Uh, we had our meeting uh, um, yesterday, actually yesterday afternoon at 5 o'clock. Um, they understood. Um, obviously, there's some sadness and some disappointment, which made me feel good. They weren't. They didn't cheer or anything, you know. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, I, I asked if if anyone wanted. I mean, we met as a group, and then Mr. Powicki wanted to visit with them. So I went back to my office and I just told him the door is open, and if any one of you wants to come and and see me one on one, you're certainly welcome. And so there was a line out the door. Uh, I met with kids and uh, expressing their gratitude, and so it was a. It was a very positive thing, and you know that was the other thing that really sealed it for me that this is the good, uh, right decision because uh, you've all seen re- retirement press conferences uh, where the coach is sitting there and he's bawling and everybody's crying and oh, it's a sad deal. And you know I haven't felt no sense of sadness at all. I, I do have a, a, a bit of regret uh, to, to leave uh, these kids, uh, but um, no sense of sadness at all. Just a sense of of relief and and it's the right time and that makes me think that this is the right decision coach i promise we'll we'll get to the season here in a second i just wanted to kind of ask you what the reaction outside wayne state's kind of been maybe from fellow coaches if you've heard from from anyone else since uh the yeah uh, this social media thing is uh is amazing i i'm not a you know i'm not a big social media guy and and, and that's another thing that you know that uh, you know a younger guy coming in here and you know can can use that more to to their uh, to their benefit and to, for positive outcome. I I'm on Twitter, but I don't ever tweet. Uh, you know I'm on Facebook, but I don't ever post. And and uh, uh, it's more just to kind of keep track of old friends. Well, um, by the hundreds, I, I've had people contacting me that people honestly that I hadn't heard from in years and years and years. In some cases, decades. And uh, so it's been gra- very gratifying, very gratifying, uh, a lot of, lot of really neat comments. And uh, that's when I started to get a little teary was uh, when, when I started reading that stuff. So it's been really, really cool. Well, Coach, kind of now looking at this, this 2019 season, uh, you talked about your players a little bit. Can you kind of sum up the development and the improvement that the team made from maybe before the season post to this past week um, at the end of the year? Well, you know, we certainly got better. There's no doubt about that. And we, you know, we, we were in every game except one. And uh, 
um, and several of those we should have won and woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know. And you know, and that was another thing that kind of fit into my decision is that's been two years now in a row of woulda, coulda, shoulda. And uh, I always tell people that say those things, well, if if uh, uh, if you coulda and you shoulda, then you woulda, and we didn't. So, <laughs> so yeah. you can kind of kind of put that, uh, you know, that in a dollar buy you a cup of coffee someplace. So, um, but I was proud of the kids. You know, they they did improve. They kept working hard. Uh, they fought for each other. Uh, you know, we were behind in a lot of games late, but we kept continued to fight and continued to give us a chance to win. Um, we had some young kids really develop and uh, have b- very bright futures here at Wayne State. So uh, from those aspects, it was a positive year. I, I know we didn't have the, you know, 4-7. and seven, We didn't have the record everybody wanted, but, um, you know, four of those games were coin flip games, and now you're 8-3, and three, and, and now everybody's excited and jumping up and down and all that kind of thing. So... Uh, I think the future is very bright here. I've got some really good young players and excited to see them play. So, Coach, uh, you've kind of mentioned a couple of times, and Austin and I would both vouch for you that, you know, multiple games were coin flip games. What were, you know, some of the areas of weakness that, you know, your opponents were able to kind of uh, expose during those coin flip games, uh, some things that really made the difference in the outcome of the game? Well, the number one thing was turnovers. You know, the last game we had five turnovers, you know, and you're not going to beat the Sisters of the Poor and with five turnovers. It's just that simple. Uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and really bad turnovers. And what, so what do I mean by that? Well, we fumbled a punt. And so, um, you know, the, the two most important determinants of who's going to be successful in a football game is who controls field position and who controls possession of the ball. And so that's why special teams are so important because there's always a change in field position and a change in, in, in possession. But when, when you let them kick it 45 yards and then you drop the ball and give it back to them, that's just backbreaking. And we did that twice. And, um, you know, we give them short fields. And uh, uh, so then uh, they have field position. And, and, and so those were the th- that's the primary thing, you know. Uh, um, our failure to get off the field on on critical third downs at times on defense, especially third and long. You know, we'd play really well first and second down. We're third and thirteen, and they convert the first down. Uh, that happened uh, multiple times with, with a, either a breakdown in the, in coverage or we didn't get a quarterback pressure or something like that. Um, if I had to look at two specific things, it'd be those two things, and um, uh, both things are just backbreaking: uh, third down conversions and and turnovers and you really don't have to say anymore because if you're if you're negative in those two areas, you're not going to be very successful. Well, coach, you kind of started answering my next question. Playing a Sioux Falls team last week that the week before had went toe for toe against a Mankato team that you mentioned as maybe the one game that you guys really weren't in. What does it kind of say uh, about your team to go out with that fight and to to compete with really one of the best teams uh, really in the country? Obviously, a playoff team going into this week well that was what and really uh, the way you frame that is is what made it so frustrating because we're playing the number 24 team in the country at home and have a chance to win and basically gave it away and that's that's just uh, you know basically in a, in a nutshell you know i told the kids i said we're like santa claus you know we, we keep wrapping up these these gifts and giving them away and and uh and that's what happened in that in that game. And you know, you're playing one of the best teams in the country that's going to go out to Colorado here here this weekend. They're on the road right now to play in the playoffs. And we we stood with them and punched you know toe to toe through 15 rounds and and uh, just gave it away. And that's very very frustrating. Um, 
But, you know, again, tip of the cap to the kids because they continued to fight. We never once rolled over. Uh, even the Mankato game where, uh, where uh, you know, we were, we were out of it early, uh, we, we never did give up. And uh, so I was proud of them for that. And, and uh, you know, they kept punching and kept believing in themselves, kept believing in each other. And uh, so, so those are all good things. Uh, we, we just weren't able to, to come out on the positive side. Coach, your leading rusher on the year was freshman Devin Mercurius. He really seemed to get, I think, better and better throughout the season. Can you kind of talk about his play and, and what you like about what he did this year? Uh, Devin's a kid from Ralston. Uh, he's had a lot to overcome personally. Um, he lost his mom uh, when he first got here uh, to cancer, a very, very sad thing. Um, he's a real quiet kid, uh, um, uh, but he's very determined and, and works very hard. He redshirted last year and uh, this year came in and really you know we didn't see him as as being as uh, big of a contributor as he was we we thought he was a good back but obviously as a freshman had never played at this level and he had come in from Ralston which is a class B school in Nebraska so you know he hadn't even played big time football in high school and uh, uh, he just impressed us right away from the get-go with his knowledge and with his attitude and his determination and his perseverance his work ethic just kept his mouth shut and his nose to the grindstone come to work every day a real lunch bucket type of a kid and and uh and those things happen you know when, when you're that kind of a person in anything if you're if you're a radio broadcaster you know you you come to work early and you're prepared and you do your job every day good things are going to happen for you and that's what happened to him and he, he just got better and better and better uh, throughout the year and now look he's got three more years uh very bright future for Devin, and uh, really excited to see what he's going to do here at Wayne State. To go along with, you know, Mercurius' young talent, we also saw a variety of, you know, quarterbacks uh, throughout the mix for Wayne State, and they were all, you know, very young, uh, very talented, from, you know, McCants to Tavian Willis, Tramer, and even Bo Bowers for a game against Upper Iowa. Um, how would you evaluate uh your quarterback play throughout the season, especially considering how young all of those guys were. Well, I was pleased with them. You know, um, what's interesting about that is is uh, one of those has to jump up and be the guy. And uh, uh, as at this today, as we speak, uh, none of the four have done that. Uh, the other thing is, all four of them have have strengths. Um, all four of them have weaknesses, and they. Um, they seem to mesh in that in that uh, you know one's a better runner, one's a better thrower, one understands the offense a little more, um, that kind of thing. You know we need to have one that that kind of just comes forward with all four attributes. And and uh, right now the, they haven't done that, but that's not to say that they won't because uh, um, you know Alex played as a true freshman, so he's a sophomore. But Bo and Tavian are, and Andy were all redshirt freshmen, and so they're all just babies in terms of experience, especially at the quarterback level, so or the quarterback position. So, uh, um, you know, it, it sounds stupid to say, but the future is in front of them. You know, I mean, it is all of us. But I mean, the point is, is that uh, they got a lot of time. They're not all redshirt juniors with one year left to go, and and they're still battling, and no one has emerged yet. Then now you got a problem, but. Uh, with that youth and and uh, again, you know, you bring in a new guy with new perspective. You know, I don't know who who they're going to hire. I, I'm not part of that loop, uh, but uh, hopefully they hire somebody with a. Uh, I would hope a, ba- a cor- background of of playing or certainly coaching quarterbacks, uh, an offensive mind that's going to come in and mold those young kids and teach them and work with them because there's definitely some skill there. 
We're listening to an encore of WSC head football coach Dan McLaughlin's appearance on the 91.9 The Cat Sports talk show Cat Talk, recorded the day after he announced his retirement near the end of last semester. We'll be back in a minute. Wayne State College is where your choice of 130 academic pathways lead to the career that's right for you. It's where the region's lowest cost bachelor's degree opens doors to high paying in demand jobs. It's where small class sizes turn into big careers. And it's where opportunities today prepare you to lead tomorrow. Wayne State College, our focus is your future. Get your career started today at explorewaynestatecollege.com. This is Postcards from Wayne State, the podcast about Wayne State College. And this week we're listening to an encore of WSC head football coach Dan McLaughlin's appearance on the 91.9 The Cat sports talk show, Cat Talk, recorded the day after he announced his retirement. With the next question, here's Blake Hilkemeyer. So continuing, you know, with the discussion of young talent on Wayne State, one guy that was able to make plays defensively all year and led the team in tackles as a sophomore, Nicholas Joint. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the success that he kind of had? Um, that was kind of a, a, a I don't know, a, a fluke. Uh, uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't slotted to start at all and wouldn't have except for injury. You know, when when uh, uh, Tyler Thompson got hurt. You know, you're returning an All-American linebacker. Tyler's probably the best linebacker in the league. And, and uh, when, when he got hurt, now that forced Nick into playing. And uh, we thought maybe a little bit early. Now, we knew he was a good player. We just didn't know that he was ready yet. And uh, um, he came in and, and played reasonably well the, the first game. But a, a lot like Mercurius, then the next game he played much better. And then the next game even much better. And by the time uh, Tyler was ready to come back and play, we couldn't get Nick off the field because he was playing so well. And uh, so then we made some position changes to so, so to to uh, and we had other injuries as well. Ian Iles then you know got hurt, and so um, his flexibility—not just the fact that 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 he played well, but he was also position flexible, and we were able to move him around a little bit back there at linebacker. Uh, made him very valuable. And you're right, he had a great year. Uh, but uh, you know, it was a little bit of a pleasant surprise because we, we knew he was a good player. Well, we weren't surprised that he was a good player. What surprised us is that he was so good or so early and that he responded so well. He didn't struggle at all. Um, he, he jumped right in and, and um, did a great job and, a, again, a bright future there for Nick Joint. Coach, tell me if I'm wrong. From my count, it's 16 seniors that, that depart That's the, correct. the Wildcat football program. Can you just kind of talk about the impact those group of guys had both on and off the field this year? Well, uh, it's been amazing. You know, you know, you, you, right off the bat, you know, you talk about Tyler Thompson, All-American, but Colby Foster as well was an All-American, um, uh, academic All-American, um, the first first football player I've ever had that majored in fashion merchandising. You know, you never knew what he was going to wear to school every day. Um, just a, just a great kid. Uh, I lose. Uh, you know my two probably my my two best offensive linemen and Marquise Jones and Trevor Hudson the you know the left side left guard and the left tackle um, outstanding football players that uh, that will certainly be missed on, on the offensive line the defensive line loses Jake Protzman uh, two-time first-team All-Conference player he was one of the top I think third in the league in sacks um, uh, you know a, a great football player um, so uh, MJ Blankenfeld is a kid who, who stepped up and played really really well at, at the other defensive end spot uh, when when Colby went down uh, he's a senior that's going to be missed 
um, you know, obviously Thompson and, uh, and you know Ian Iltz, um, and there's uh, you know several more. Uh, I sit here and, and, and go through all 16, but the the, the point is is that, that it's a it's a really good class, um, a class that was very tight. Uh, they 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 spent a lot of time together. They were they were good leaders. Um, you know, we, we, that was one of the things last year, year before, and you'll remember when we had a conversation when you were talking about what did we need, and I, one of the first things I mentioned was leadership in, within the team, and th- that really wasn't true this year. Those guys did a great job and of being good leaders, and uh, uh, really, really pleased with that and, and proud of them, and uh, they, they've got bright futures ahead of them, all of them. So, Coach, for you personally, having coached a multitude of different programs in both high school and college, um, in a wide range of communities, what has uh, the community of Wayne meant to you throughout your tenure here? Well, it's amazing. Uh, a, a, quite a transformation, actually, for me. Um, I grew up in a really little town. I mean, really little. Um, 500 people. And um, I swore I hated it, you know. And I, I, I hated the fact that I, I, I couldn't even get home yet, and my parents already knew where I'd been and what I'd done and who I'd been with. And you know, people all knew your business, and if they didn't, they made it up. And and if you've ever if you've ever been in a small town, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I, I hated it with a passion. And I left when I was 17. I joined the Air Force, and I said I'm never coming back. And and uh, got to uh, through a circuitous route. I ended up in Omaha, Nebraska. A million people in the metro area loved it down there. This is great. You know, I'm finally in you know around people. And uh, and then uh, through another circuitous route, I end up in, in Wayne, America, and I thought this is this is not going to end well here. The, uh, this is not good, and uh, I, I just fell in love with the place. What a great town! Um, some of the best friends I've made in my life. Um, just love it here. Great city, um, great school, uh, great place to uh, uh, so easy to recruit in terms of the education that this school provides and. Uh, um, the uh, affordability and all those things, but the the town itself, uh, you're not going to find any better people in, on earth um, than these people. Salt of the earth people um, give you the shirt off their back, do anything they can for you. You know, this this little town of whatever it is, five six thousand people, uh, they get asked to contribute to everything, and uh, by you know by us certainly, but by you know by Wayne Public Schools and everybody else. And then, because it's the hub of of, uh, of Northeast Nebraska, they get asked to contribute to, you know, for you know the post prom party at Wakefield and the you know the, the whatever at you know Ducks Unlimited up at Laurel and and so you know the, the businessmen in this town, businessmen and businesswomen, uh, get uh, asked to do a lot and uh, they step up to the plate every time. It just amazes me uh, for such a small community to to uh, be able to contribute and do the things that they do and I can't. Uh, I can't describe how proud I am to be a part of it. Well, Coach, with your uh, retirement announcement, obviously that means, you know, end of the line at least at Wayne State for, you know, a lot of the, the coaching staff. Can you just kind of talk about the work they've done and, and what it's meant to you to, to work with those guys over the last few years? Yeah, it, it's uh, – it, um, and that's the the single largest negative of this whole decision is, uh, unfortunately, in our business when – when the uh, you know people talk about, uh, I'll kind of go off on a tangent or a rant here, or whatever. But uh, you know, oh, fire that guy. You know, especially a football staff coach, because uh, when when the football coach leaves, his entire staff leaves, and so you know they're all over about, oh, we got to fire Bo Pelini. Well, when when Bo Pelini left Nebraska, 37 people lost their jobs. 
not just Bo Pelini. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. And so, um, you know, the, that's the single biggest negative here with us is uh, especially my son, Scott, is, as you know, is our, is our defensive coordinator. He's been here 11 years. Um, a great young football coach, and uh, forgive me for saying because he's my son, but he is. He's really, really good at what he does. Now he's probably going to lose his job. Uh, it's just heartbreaking because um, my, you know, my daughter-in-law, my grandson's, the whole thing is affected by that. Um, Brian Frana, our offensive coordinator, uh, hired him two years ago. Uh, wife and two children. Um, so they've moved uh, what three times here in the last four or five years. Now they're going to have to move again. So makes it tough. Denny Honold, uh, another really good young coach, uh, fortunately is single and <laughs> so uh, could not quite as affected as the others. Uh, got some young graduate assistants, and their you know their status is more up in the air because uh, technically they're students. They're not uh, because they're in graduate school and they're not uh, you know they don't work for the state like the rest of us, and so uh, they're more likely to hang around so that they can go ahead and finish their degrees. But you know that's the tough, tough part of this decision. Um, but at some point it was going to happen anyway. Like I said, I'm 64 years old, so you know I'm not going to coach until I'm 80. Uh, so the end was certainly closer than the beginning, and it was. We all knew it, we were, it was, at some point that was going to happen, and it just happened now. So um, you know it, it's going to be good. I have a strong faith. Uh, things will things will work out, and uh, you know hopefully those guys will all land on their feet and do well. Coach, last question here for you. Kind of talk about you know what some of your your coaching staff's going to do here in the future. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit on what your plans are um, now? Maybe obviously a lot more free time going into your future. Well, that's everyone's question. You know, you retired. Okay, so now what are you going to do? And uh, I'll be honest, I have no idea. Um, no plans. I, I I had no exit strategy. You know. Um, I, I truly did not, uh, you know, I got this lined up, now I'll retire, and then I'll just step into this, this role. I, I, I don't have that at all. I feel like I jumped out of an airplane, uh, which I was fortunate to do in the Air Force. That was a lot of fun, but that now now it's not so much fun because I don't know if I'm going to land or not. or if I, You know you're going to land, you just don't know how hard, and uh, uh, you hope the chute opens, you know. So uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I do know I'm going to be in Wayne for uh, the foreseeable future, um, the the uh, the school is honoring my contract, and so I'm going to have some things to do for them. Uh, they haven't specified yet what that is. Um, I, I know I'm not going to even if I leave, I'm not going very far away because I'm not going to leave my grandchildren. And uh, so, but what I'm going to do, I I I don't know. I just know uh, that I'm never getting a bus again to go to Bismarck, North Dakota. I do know that. So. Uh, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss coaching, and it's been my whole life. I've been doing this 40 years, um, so kind of defines me. And so, when you take a definition away from you now, now who are you? What do you do? Well, I guess I'm grandpa, so we'll leave it at that. But uh, no, uh, no immediate plans. All right. Well, again, that's retiring head coach Dan McLaughlin of Coach uh, Coach McLaughlin retires as the winningest coach in Wayne State football history, the longest tenured head football coach. Coach, we just wanted to say congratulations again. Thanks for all the time you've taken up here with us, and, and we wish you the best of luck in your future. Appreciate your time. Thanks for inviting me. We've been listening to an encore of WSC head football coach Dan McLaughlin's appearance on the 91.9 The Cat Sports talk show, Cat Talk, recorded the day after he announced his retirement near the end of last semester. On December 10th, John McMenamin was formally introduced as Wayne State's 22nd head football coach. He's a former Wildcat assistant coach who spent the last five seasons as offensive coordinator at Central Missouri, which had one of the top offenses in the NCAA Division II during his term.
Postcards from Wayne State is the podcast about Wayne State College. Our website is postcardsfromwaynestate.blogspot.com. Each week, starting Friday morning, you can listen to our new episode. New episodes also air on the campus radio station, 91.9 The Cat, at 10 a.m. on Fridays. Postcards from Wayne State is produced by the Electronic Media Program at Wayne State College, part of the Department of Communication Arts in the School of Arts and Humanities. The podcast is produced weekly during the academic year and also broadcast on KWSC-FM 91.9 The Cat on Fridays in association with WSC Student Media.